Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it, you're acting like a child. Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. I'm gonna die here. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Fucking dead bastard. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Feminists of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Hello, we are fans of the dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. What's up, bro? Not much. Got your uh, Christmas shopping done yet? I haven't even started. That is pretty bad. I've scratched the surface of starting. You know, I got some stuff off of Amazon, uh, but I actually have to like go to some brick and mortar places and pick up a few things. But uh, we pretty much have the kids done. We actually brought them to the mall last week to see Santa Claus. That was a whole big ordeal. Yeah, we uh, we kind of gave up on the Santa pictures because the uh, first couple of years, uh, my daughter's five, she'll be six in February, um, is apparently scared shitless of Santa Claus. He's a freaky dude. He's just this big fat guy and you're supposed to sit on his lap. I can see how it's she's, creepy. She's fine watching from a distance and she'll laugh at and joke with other people that are sitting on his lap and they're like, oh, you want to do that? That looks fun. No. He knows when you are sleeping. <laughs> he knows when you're awake. That is fucking scary. That's a horror movie right there. I think they made, made, made a lot of Santa Claus horror movies. Okay, so speaking of the mall, this episode is dedicated to Chopping Mall. Yes. 1986. Bringing it way back. Starring Kelly Maroney, who is uh, Allison. Allison Parks. Yes. Named after the Playboy centerfold, Allison Parks. Allison with one L. They added an L. Well, you might also know her from uh, Cindy from Fast Times. Yes. Same mall. Same mall, yes. Same mall. The Sherman Oaks Galleria was also in Commando. Hmm. They filmed this movie in four weeks there, at night. They were not allowed to shoot during the day. They had a big fight with the security guard. Security was a big issue with this movie. So we have Tony O'Dell, who's uh, Ferdy, who was Jimmy in Karate Kid. Uh, Barbara Crampton, obviously we know from Reanimator. We know her from a lot of movies. Yes. Oh, what did you think? I thought it was it was pretty good. I'm not going to give my rating yet. Uh, wait on that. But yeah, I, it's a very enjoyable film. I honestly hadn't seen it growing up or anything. Shudder introduced me to it. I was just flipping around and it, it popped up and I was like, hey. It's a very fun, fun Shopping is. mall. That sounds, that sounds fun. It is, and the and cover, it, it shows a shopping bag with like body parts in it and some kind of like demon biker looking hand holding the bag so i'm like okay so maybe it's about demon bikers going around and just like chopping people up at the mall well what does the uh what does it say what is if you were just renting that what like what would you read on the back and what would you expect okay now when i was renting movies 
generally just went off of the cover and didn't really care too much about the back. If there was like, you know, a sexy woman's legs and you're reading the title through her legs, it was probably a movie that we would pick up. So just looking at this, you see the demon biker hand holding all these chopped up body parts. Now without reading the back, you would assume it's a slasher movie, which it's not. It's about robots shooting lasers at people and slitting their throats. There's not much, there's no chopping. There's, there is, there's no chopping. There wasn't one chopping. The movie actually originally was titled Robot and then Killbots, but the studio said well, that would confuse people and they might think it's a Transformer movie because apparently kids are idiots and they can sneak into rated R movies because they think it's a Transformer movie. Anyway, I think they could have come up with a better name, like, I don't know, Mall Madness. Huh? The game hadn't come out yet, so that, true. they, they yeah. wouldn't have been stealing it. Yeah. Killbots is okay, but I mean, Chopping Mall is a great name. It's a pun. Ha ha, we get it. Right. But there is but, no chopping in the cover. I think Killbots is probably your best. The cover just doesn't do the movie justice. But before we get into the movie... This is a recipe for disaster. So, Barbara Crampton and her friend work at the restaurant, titled Restaurant. Very clever name for a restaurant, I think. Restaurant, you know, short, sweet. Describes we, what it is. We have food. Come here and eat with this disgusting man I can only assume is Luigi. Because if he's not Luigi himself, he would be fired. Because he just wiping that spatula on his dirty shirt and it's so gross. <laughs> reminded, reminded me of, did you ever watch You Can't Do That on Television? Yes. Remember Barth? The lunch lady? Well, no, it was the guy who he was. He worked at like the greasy diner there. No, I don't remember that. It's just gross, you know, dirty apron, dirty body. Mm. It's just, it, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. Anyway, you, YouTube Barth, you'll yeah. know what we're talking about. <laughs> so, this, we'll call him a large man, orders the Uncle Luigi belly buster and a side order of garlic knots. So, they didn't say what it was, so I googled a lot, found a, like, a sub shop in New Jersey called Luigi's, and they have a belly buster. So I took those ingredients, turned it into a calzone, and I don't want to get too foodie and turn this into a food show, but we'll put the recipe on Twitter. It's got ham, salami, capicola, provolone, roast beef, turkey, and parmigiano, reggiano. And what did you think of it? I thought it was absolutely delicious. He couldn't thought, finish it. It definitely busted his belly. He left two bites, and I was very disappointed. Him and my wife couldn't finish theirs. I, on the other hand, scarfed it all down. Way too disgusting. More I'm a pig. butter. I ate more than she did. <laughs> yeah. And also, I refuse to call it capicola. It'll always be a gabagool. Yeah, well, you're a chooch. <laughs> anyway. Back to Chopping Mall. Spoilers ahead. Where shopping can cost you an arm and a leg. Hardy har. <laughs> so at Park Plaza Mall, the new security force isn't just tight. It's terrifying. Some people will kill for a bargain. And at the Park Plaza Mall, they do. Here, you can shop till you drop. Dead. <laughs> High-tech robots equipped with state-of-the-art security devices have been recruited as the new mechanical night watchmen for the Park Plaza Mall. When a jolting bolt of lightning short-circuits the main computer control, the robots turn into killbots. 
on the loose after unsuspecting shoppers. Four couples are trying to make it after hours in a mattress store. They make it all right. In the morgue. <laughs> ha! At Park Plaza, you can save on everything but your life. Paul Bartel and Mary Warrenoff of the hit thriller Eating Raul are reunited. Plus, Russell Todd, Friday the 13th, Barbara Crampton from Reanimator, From Beyond, and Tony O'Dell from The Karate Kid, Chopping Mall, where they slash their prices and their customers. Even that is misleading. No customers die. It's only the employees who are there after hours and their dumb friends <laughs> who I don't even know why I still hang out with them. Clearly, they're, they're like the first married couple of this group of friends. They have their own business. There are no customers dying. So if you are planning on doing some holiday shopping at the Park Plaza Mall this season, don't worry. You're they fine. only kill employees after hours. I mean, it's pretty safe. It's, it's you know, it's okay. The bots are kind of friendly. Thank you. Have a nice day. They were very polite. They were very polite after they slit your throat. So the movie starts off. You see this kind of like a like a jewelry heist. Somebody robs uh, somebody robs a jewelry store. There is some burglaring, and they're uh, being chased by these kind of like knockoff like Johnny Five from like Short Circuit kind of things, like chasing them, and uh, turns out to be a commercial. For this new security... Uh, Securetronics. Securetronics. Is the name of the company. Yes. Um, that they're going to be using for, you know, for the mall. So it pans out and it's this presentation that they're giving to all these all these different people. Yes, it was a Securetronics production. Right. And it showed how the protectors, the Protector 101 series robots will secure a thief and alert the authorities so they can come and handle the situation. So essentially they work inside the mall proper and not in the actual stores, just basically doing nothing. But I mean, I mean there's no point to have robots there really driving is. around the there mall. Really, there really is. I mean, yeah, they saved that those jewels. But I mean so stores have insurance. So they? one of the one of the people in the uh, the in the audience, you know, says, "Well, how will how will they know the difference between you know a mall employee and you know and somebody else?" Well, it'll be well. Let's let's show them. So they bring one of the robots out and they say, "Well, you know, activate Killbot One. I mean Protector One." <laughs> well, you know, flash your badge. And my first thought was. This is going to be RoboCop. It's obviously, obviously the same thing. Obviously, but RoboCop scene. came afterwards, so it's not like they copied anything. Who knows? Maybe RoboCop like took it from them and was like, "Let's do this. Yeah, let's do that to the extreme." That's <laughs> so, uh, that to sidebar in RoboCop when that guy gets like Swiss cheesed. That freaked me out. I love it. I, I was so it. freaked out. My like my uncle was letting me watch this movie, and my mom was like, "Turn this off." God, I miss 80s gore. (laughs) There was no no gore. There was no blood. It was just a bunch of bullet holes. So, but anyway, it's like, oh, so he's showing them the badge, and I expected him to be like, 
It's like, I do not recognize. And then he just, you know, shoots him like, like crazy. But that didn't happen. No, it recognized his badge. Thank you. Have a nice day. And before we get on, uh, just the the conversation between Paul Bartel and Mary Warrenoff here. They're just making fun of the robots. Yeah. And they play a married couple. They are just hilarious. Apparently, that was all ad-libbed. He's got the laser eye. Reminds me of your mother. Like they're, they're just they're just hilarious. I love their addition to this. Well, it reminds me of me and you in like biology class. Just it just I don't know. Just saying random shit. And just, Stupid shit. Although I was expecting I was expecting what was his name? Doctor Simon. I think it was his name was like the head presentator. Um, I was expecting him to be like telling him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they're they're still. I think at this point they're still in the selling. Yeah. Process. They're trying to sell right. the uh, the idea of having the three robots guarding the mall and these steel shutters blocking every possible exit. Like that's not a fire hazard or anything. So the the mall gets locked down from 10 p.m. until 6 a.m. There's no escape. Yeah. And actually, one of the other members um, that actually raised a question. They didn't show his face, but I happened to catch who it was on IMDb as Dr. Carrington was um, Angus Scrim, who was a tall man from Phantasm. No way. He was in the audience? Yeah, he was. That is awesome. Why wouldn't they show his face? Well, probably well, he because was, it would have been too... And his name jarring. wasn't and his, his name wasn't Angus Scrim in the um, credits. It was uh, Lawrence Guy, which is his real name. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah, so he shows the badge. He gets the... Thank you. Have a nice day. What could go wrong? Boom. Title. Chopping Mall. And then they have this hilarious <laughs> montage of great... people shopping in the mall, which they play the theme song to Chopping Mall. Great 80s, like... Synthesizer. S- wicked synthesized. And it, I really do love the theme. It's great. And then they also have, they have this waitress who's carrying... Um, well, these, like, I don't think she was a waitress. I thought she was the, the mom. I assumed she was... The mom of the family that she was bringing all the sodas to. She could have been, but like she had a tray. She was she had a tray, and she's going to bring food to this. You know, to it was like a tray full of open faced sodas. She didn't have <laughs> lids on one single soda that she filled to the top, and she's got a giant tray. And every time you think she's gonna biff it, she gets around the obstacle, yeah, and it's turns, it's crazy. Tur- yeah. it's, there's you know somebody's about to bump into her. She she. Turns this way, spins that way. Very and, slickly. And so the entire opening montage, they're following her all the way to her table. And um, she finally, after probably about a minute and a half, two minutes, she finally gets to her table and just spills everything. <laughs> she, she got around all these obstacles, like Ferris Bueller trying to get home at the end of that movie. <laughs> and just placing the sodas on the table was too much, and she just dumped it over her whole family. They also showed like a little kid eating ice cream in the elevator. He's covered in ice cream. Um, I'm not gonna lie, the the, um, the the Miss Bikini chicks walking around were also. Yeah, so they were having some type of beauty pageant, and we catch them in the middle of the bathing suit sequence, and they've got that guy going up the escalator as they're coming <laughs> down, and he just drops all of the presents. <laughs> She's just like. Uh, babes, boom. So that was funny. There was like a bunch of, of uh, random stuff. Did you notice the guy stealing records? I don't know if I caught that. So there was a guy in the, coming out of the record store 
with what looked like a box. So obviously it's like at least 20 records shoved under his shirt, like very obvious. It was Joey from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4. No way. Yeah. The, uh, the, the deaf one? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. He's a thief. That's probably why he, why he uh, is in that, that home in part three. He, he must have uh, got arrested after stealing records, and they put him in that home because he's crazy. But he's deaf. Why is he stealing records? Ooh, good point. Because he likes to put it on blast and feel the, the bass, the vibration, man. Music's all about the vibes, man. All right. Also, why did the robots come equipped with debris-cutting lasers? What kind of debris... <laughs> is in the middle of the mall at night that they need to shoot lasers and blast. That's one thing that they uh, mentioned during the the opening sequence. Like, that's the first red flag that... Like, what? Oh, don't worry, we'll just shoot you with a sleeping dart. It'll knock out a human in 30 seconds. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably pretty dangerous. So then we, uh, we find ourselves in Luigi's. Luigi's. You know, a lot of posters yes. in that restaurant. I have a note for that. Uh, the Lost there. Empire. So that's uh, the director, Wynorski. That was his first directing job. Yes. Who also starred, and I noticed this because I didn't really get a, a good look at it in the beginning of the film. I saw it like later on when they went back to the, to the restaurant where they showed a close-up of the bottom of the credits, which was uh, an Angus Scrim movie. Ah, okay. See, yeah, so all, all these posters are actually hidden out through the mall. Right. At uh, Furniture King, when um, Ferdy is preparing himself to go to the party because he's a wicked nerd and he doesn't yeah. like the party. There's posters a, there. There's, you know, he has a lot of work to do. He's got a lot of numbers to crunch, this poor guy. So, we're in the restaurant. This is where we meet Allison Parks and Susie Lynn. They're waitresses. And th I guess this is uh, Allison's first week on the job. Yes. Because she said, it's been such a tough week. You deserve to like let off a little steam. Let's have some good times to the max. So they plan, they're going to plan a party. Well, they have planned the party. They have planned the party at the Furniture King. Ferdy's uncle's store. Yes. And his goofball friends, who seem to be his friends because of the store. I feel like they're they yeah, are they're, they're friends, not, they're, they're, but they're definitely yeah. taking advantage of him a little bit so they can right. and hang he's out still, in the store after. And him. he's still like naive to where he's like, they really like me. Well, they might like me, but I'm sure they're just hanging around with me because I have a store. <laughs> yeah, pr pretty much. So, now we go to the operating room for the bots. And it's also showing scenes of a big thunderstorm coming yep. in. Now, lightning strikes some electrical box... Alarms start going off in the operating room. There's a lot of blinking lights. Now, it's funny that we've mentioned short circuit twice. Once in the actual description of the movie, and then when you mentioning the actual robots. It's almost the same exact plot. So, kind of, so yeah. Johnny Five gets struck by lightning, and he's, he's like a murder robot that turns into a nice guy. And then he's like has emotions and, and all that crap. When... These robots, not even them, they don't get struck by lightning. An electrical box on the roof gets struck by lightning, and somehow that affects them. Now, do you think that turned some kind of kill switch on the bots? Do you think 
they're sentient? Is there kind of some supernatural thing happening? What makes these robots killers? Because there's a lot of different well, they, types of but, but they evidence. really they, they really didn't show like like it didn't seem like the bots themselves were ever affected. Like like you, you, usually like you see like a spark or something like that like that was connected to them. It was nothing. No, it was the computer itself right. that seemed affected, and, and yeah. the alarms went off. Like obviously they're going off of '80s Wi-Fi. <laughs> they were yeah. literally right. ro- uh, remote controlled. Right. Like that's how they built the bots and, and controlled them. You know, behind the scene, but they—I mean, they—they're plotting, they're thinking, and at a couple points in the movie, they move bodies. So, I mean, obviously, the lightning is the—the the thing that right. Right. got things rolling. But I don't know. We're gonna have to think about that more. So now we're at Furniture King. After oh no, no, we have—we're to... not at Furniture King oh. yet. We're still in the operating room. We are because we have Marty. Marty, who immediately when the alarm goes off. Reaches for the manual, which has a nudie magazine pinup yes. in the middle. So, and, and funny enough, so so the the killbots start making noise, and he just kind of turns around, looks back. Oh, but then nothing. it keeps getting closer and closer and closer, and he's just like, "What's and going on?" It's like on? the robots creeping on him. So he's got so he's he's got the manual or the nudie mag, distracted by the nudie mag. And he turns around and just just gets. What, what the, did he even? What did he even? I mean, he gets killed through the through through the magazine. But so yeah, so it, it like shot this blade through the the pinup into his neck. Now this is their definitely their their mo right. is is like cutting people's throats. So yeah, so he gets killed. They yeah. left half an old fashioned donut too. That's right, he did leave half an old fashioned donut. Good eye. I just noticed the donut old fashioned. Hello. So now we're at Furniture Kings talking about. After Hours Party. Yes, this is where we introduce Ferdy, Greg, and Mike. Ferdy, Greg, and Mike. Mike, played by John Turleski, who, if you notice, is chewing gum through the entirety of his role. Every single scene he's in, he's just... Because I guess that's hilarious. Yeah, I expected him to be one of the ones to go first. Apparently, I was wrong. Why? Because he didn't last that long. He was one of the first people to go. Maybe just because it took a while. It just seemed because a lot of the deaths. I have him listed as death number four. But it took. I mean, it took a while to get to to the death. So it it seemed like he was around way too long. The the deaths were were spread out at the beginning, but uh, now he was he was a funny guy. So they're talking about the party, and really trying to get Ferdy to loosen up, and like he's such like a tightwad. Like, I feel like, I don't know, they really do like him, but he's such a tight ass. Right, they, they just, just want him to loosen up. And loosen up, and yes, like, maybe they're using him for the store, but they're like, come on, dude, you need to, like, right. have some fun. And he's, like, going over these patterns, and this is one of my favorite lines in the whole movie, when, when uh, is it Greg? He goes, fuck the fuchsia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but so-and-so needs fuchsia. I'm looking for Mrs. What's-Her-Face's fuchsia. Fuck the fuchsia. It's Friday. <laughs> That's going to be my new thing. I'm going to say that every Friday from now on. I'm going to like, fuck the fuchsia. It's Friday. <laughs> uh, so then after, so they decide, you know, Freddy decides, okay. And now um, Mike takes off to go find Leslie. Linda. Was it, was it Linda or was it Leslie? Uh, it's Linda. 
And that's funny that you say that because I went back through all of my notes. Oh, no, it is Leslie. My bad. Damn it. Two to one. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, I did mistake Linda for Leslie. And as you can see, every time I wrote down Linda, I had to cross it out and write <laughs> Leslie. So, yes. So, Leslie is the one at the beginning or that I was talking about with, in the middle of the poster. Right. So, Leslie. another one whose, whose father owns a store. Yes. Her father owns the store. Her father is actually the one that stood up during the presentation and asked how they would differentiate right. between right. an employee that's there working late and some bum just trying to rob the right. jewelry store. So so Mike shows up to see Leslie. They start making out in the middle of the, uh, you know... The, MGA. The middle of the floor as uh, Leslie's dad comes out to try to put a stop to that. Yeah, quit banging my daughter in my store. We're trying to sell clothes here. <laughs> so, yeah. But, Daddy, we're just going to a, uh, a bir- birthday, birthday party. party. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the ticket. <laughs> Susie. So he's like, okay, well, you lock up, gives her the keys. I think it's important to know that she has the keys, even though it never gets brought up again and they never get to find her keys. I don't, I think, and I think it's, it's too late at that point. Maybe they don't know she has keys on her dead body. Oh, spoiler. Sorry. Yeah, she does. All right. Now we go to an R&L automotive. R&L is in the shape of a heart. And it says, we've got a way with wheels. And it, their truck's actually broken down. And this is Rick and Linda. Rick and Linda. This is Linda. This one's Linda. The other one's Leslie. Yes. So Rick and Linda Stanton. Linda was the brunette. Yes. So Rick is underneath the hood trying to start their truck. He can't figure it out. She goes, all right, time's up. She goes under the hood. First time, always, she starts it. Boom, no problem. And uh, they talk briefly about how they blew all their wedding money into this business. And why do we have to hang out with these kids at the at the mall? And she's like, come on, they're my friends, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, fine, we'll go to the mall. And he goes, yeah, we got married, for better or weird. Now, if I ever renew my vows... I am totally going to add for better or weird. I like that. Yes, that's sweet. So we uh, we end up going back to the uh, the computer room where uh, Nestler, one of the other techs. Uh, Ooh, you caught his name. I did. Good for you. I also looked it up. Mm. Okay, because I don't remember them mentioning his name. But yeah, he they, shows they up and he's looking. He's looking for Marty. Hey, right. Marty, where are you? Oh, you left a donut. I'm going <laughs> to eat your half-eaten donut. Oh, it's kind of stale. Oh, old-fashioned. This is gross, but I'm going to eat it anyway. Can't let food go so, to waste. Unfortunately, Nestler receives the same treatment that uh, Marty did. Can I, I also mention that uh, he was reading They Came From Outer Space? Yes, he A was. movie edited by uh, our director here? Yes. That's probably why he was reading that particular book. So, so in my note, I said uh, Nestler gets killed with the Go-Go Gadget grappling hook. I like that. That's better than mine. I say something to the back of neck. <laughs> because it was very quick and it's just like, it, that was another one of those things. Like the, the bot was kind of creeping up on yeah. him and all of a sudden it shoots him in the back of the neck with that, that weird claw thing. <laughs> so, 
they also show a locker room. Now, I wasn't sure. Now, I'm guessing this is not at Luigi's. I'm sure Uncle Luigi doesn't have some kind of creepy shower lock, locker room situation for his waitresses to shower in. I don't think so. So, they after they left the locker room, they were definitely going at least through a courtyard or something to go back to the mall. But uh, So, the locker room. Roger Corman is a big fan of you have to show nudity at least four times. Um, it has to be one of the main characters, and you have to spread it out. So if you show nudity at least four times throughout the movie, the viewer is tricked into thinking that he's seen much more than he has. And I say he because we're pervs and we, we, uh, we watch movies because of that. So the locker room does show boobs and bush. Even if it's blurry, they're kind of just walking around. That yeah. made me think, I'm like, when is there a locker room ever at a mall? There is. When we worked at the mall, there was no locker room for us. No, there wasn't. It was. It was just. It was just a back room. We had a little, like, little mini bathroom. The storage, right area, and then there was like a hallway where, you know, you go out to the. Which I'm. I'm shocked they didn't show more of that. The uh, like the catacombs of the mall. But they, like they, I mean, it's just a bunch very of very little, very sparingly did. I mean, it's dangerous. Like if there was a robot coming after you, killed, it's basically a bunch of straight shots and turns. Right. Not a very, but I, I was just like, oh, you know, you can definitely dip in and out of stores that way. They could have broken into a lot more stores. It's true. Yeah, so he's the second out of the party. Kill okay. number two. Now, we're finally at good times to the max party. And uh, apparently, when they shot the scene, there was no music. So all that kind of funky jiving that they're doing, they were just kind of winging it. And they added Sylvia St. James street walking, which you cannot find. Almost anywhere except our friends YouTube. Find anything on YouTube. You find anything on YouTube. We also find that uh, they just drink a lot of shitty beer. Yes. I was trying to find out what some of those beers were because it was a vast array. There was definitely well, Old Budweiser. There was, was Pabst Blue Ribbon. I was about to say, and then there was something else I couldn't, I couldn't I couldn't see. read it. I couldn't read it. I noticed I noticed the Budweiser. I noticed the PBR. But, but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't read what the can was. So this is also at the point when the protectors go on patrol, and I believe it's protector number one is kind of rolling past, yep. and he turns and he looks into the store to see them all dancing, and he, he continues on his way. What a dancing and grinding. Apparently there's a lot of grinding going on in the 80s. Um, there's grinding going on still to this day somewhere out there. Someone is grinding. Well, we're old and we don't go to those places. What do you mean? You don't grind? Sadly, no. All right, so this actually is also one of my favorite parts of the movie. Great cameo. Dick Miller. Yes. <laughs> so most... I knew him from Gremlins. He, he's always the guy from Gremlins right, yep. to me. But he plays so many great roles. Uh, he, he's almost in every single Roger Corman movie, it, which uh, Roger Corman produced this movie. So he's like, oh, we've got to get Dick Miller in here. And uh, he plays a janitor. Yes. And probably, I don't know what he was mopping up, but it had to be the grossest... I'm guessing it was the sodas that that lady dropped earlier. She just left it there on the ground, and it just congealed into this nasty 
But it was like mess. brown, gross. It looked like it was the nastiest friggin'. So he, I mean, he's mopping the floor with brown water. Yeah, he's brown milky water. He's just kind of pushing dirty water around when yeah. his two janitor buddies come up drinking Miller High Life. <laughs> so these guys are drinking on the job and they're making fun of him because he's still clean and cleaning. And they're like, "Hey, uh, you're gonna get locked up again," meaning that he's been locked up with those robots before. Well, the robots were relatively new. I well, think. they hadn't get. Yeah, but he got locked up before, so that means that the the shutters came down. Yeah. So. I mean, that was before the but, lightning. Yeah, but before, but poor, poor Dick Miller just gets you know ridiculed by his by his peers. They're drinking beers. He doesn't have any beer. They leave. Then the robot creeps up behind him because these robots are so quiet. Unless they're showing you the robot rolling around. Then it's got this wicked loud hum. So I don't know how it can also... <laughs> but it can also creep up on people. Because it comes up behind him, knocks over a bucket, and he flips out. Like, he's ready, he's ready to just, like, toss down the mob and just, like, just fist fight with a robot right here. And he's like, hey, man, we're both blue-collar guys. We're both working people. And the robot, like, shoots this... This weird, like, kind of prong thing into the, the dirty water at his feet. And he's like, what the hell was that? I ought to brain you. And he, like, holds up his mop like he's, like he's going to, like, brain the robot. And then the robot turns on the electrocution, and it's a pretty cartoony death right yeah, here. It is. It, is, it is pretty hilarious. Is. Dick Miller, he sells it, though. He does. He, he, he does a great, a great job of getting electrocuted while they're shooting, like, showing, like, yeah. it's, it's cartoon. You see his bones and stuff. So, uh, one so one thing we kind of we kind of missed uh, before we got to Dick Miller was at the party. So we have Ferdy and Allison are just sitting on the couch watching watching, watching Attack of the Crab Monsters. Yes, while everybody else is fucking. This is a great scene. So it's like I would say it's a good five minute shot. It's all one continuous shot. And it goes, like, diagonally the way they shoot it. So they start with one couple starting to have sex. And then they move on to the next couple starting to have sex. They talk a little bit. And then they slide over again to the next couple starting to have sex. And then they slide over to Allison and Ferdy on the couch watching... Attack of the Crab Monsters. Do you remember what, I forget which couple it was. I think it was, it had to have been Mike and Leslie maybe. Right. He tries to go down and she goes, I don't allow that. And he goes, you allowed it last week. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So they were, they should, they got showed third. Um, so it started with Rick and Linda because she comes in the, uh, the underwear that she had teased him with earlier when he, she's trying to convince him to go to the party. And he's like, oh, I don't want to go to the party. She's like, well, I guess I'm not going to need these. And shows him underwear. And he, like, revs the engine and, like, floors it to the mall. So she comes out in that little number. They move on to uh, Susie and Greg. And he goes, you smell like pepperoni. She gets all mad. And he goes, I, I like pepperoni. pepperoni. And she's like, okay. She takes off her top, climbs on top of him. Then it moves, yeah, then it moves on to Mike. So, yeah, that's a great shot, and they had to do it three or four times because if anyone messed up their line, they had to start right. start from the top. 
but great shot. Like the way they the way they show that and the interactions between the the couples, it, that was a pretty awesome awesome scene. So this is about the time where uh, I think Mike goes to get cigarettes. Yes, because yeah, when they're done having right. sex, she needs her cigarettes. She needs cigarettes. And they can't be the camels that are stashed yeah. under the register. they got to be, what, Marlboro Lights? I only smoke Marlboro Lights. So in my note, she says, you know, hurry back. And then I wrote in parentheses, he's probably not coming back. <laughs> no, but she does tease him with her boobs oh, to entice were, him and, to hurry up. And they are great. Cheers to boobs. So he makes sure he brings his badge. He goes out. And this is... A big note that I I had made. So they have this little alcove that has the cigarette vending machine. The old, the old school cigarette vending machine. And a, a phone, uh, like pay phone bank. These are two things that our younger listeners will have no idea what we're talking about. A pay phone was a phone that was out in public that you could put coins into. Coins are little metallic circular objects used as currency. I'm not talking about Bitcoin. I'm talking about like actual money you held in your hand. It's crazy. Like we're so old. So you would make phone calls on these and they'd give you time for the amount of money that you put into it. And a cigarette vending machine is, um, see cigarettes were these things before vaping where you actually lit something on fire and inhaled the smoke. In a vending machine. <laughs> but yeah, can you can you imagine that they had cigarette vending machines? I remember like they well. were everywhere. Yeah. Uh, mostly at like the Chinese restaurants like around here. That uh, Casey's Diner. Yeah. Um, had had one. I remember um, the, I think the Lotus Blossom had one like right when you walked in. Yep. It was like I, you, I, you put you put the coins in and ching, I don't know, you know how we just... ever ended up like getting cigarettes like back in the day, because I don't ever remember getting one from the vending machine, but it just seems so easy. We just, like, ask people to buy them for us. Pretty much. Ooh. So before he goes out for cigarettes, oh, this was a great transition. So Dick Miller's dead on the ground, and yep. his body is literally smoking. And Mike goes, smoking's bad for your health. Such a great transition right there. And that's that's when she talks him into going to get the butts. Right. So he's over there, and he's trying to find coins in his pants. And again, the robot creeps up on him. Glatu. Barada Niktu. That's what he says to the robot. It was actually uh, from the day the earth stood still. So Mike must have been kind of a nerd too because he knew the phrase that was like the, the kill phrase for the robot, the giant robot in that movie. So he shows his badge to the robot. The robot doesn't recognize it. Shoots him with a sleep dart. He collapses instantly falls asleep and the robot goes over and finishes him off again slitting his throat obviously Leslie realizes it's taking him way too long to come back with the cigarettes so she goes for a little underwear walk I say yes. underwear walk because the camera is focused directly on her ass and her playboy bunny underwear yes. underwear yes so she goes to look for him she finds the alcove She's talking shit, like, why aren't you back? I'm so mad. And the body was definitely moved and propped up along the side of the cigarette machine. Yep. So at this point, we also notice, like, uh, we find out that they have lasers. Ooh, yes. Well, I mean, so, we knew we had the, they had the lasers. Right. We hadn't but seen we, them we, yet. We hadn't seen them yet. So 
And so I'm looking, I'm like, like we said earlier, like these are these are mall bots. Do you need a laser that is going to, you know, literally blow somebody's head off? Or cut through debris. It's intended to cut through debris, Jeremy. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the she finds the body. His neck starts spurting blood. And that's when the robot opens up the, the exit doors and starts, like, <laughs> chasing her. Like, he, the robot ambushed her. And yeah, he clicks his, his <laughs> creepy little claws, his little titty twisters, and starts chasing her. She starts running, and he's shooting lasers at her. And one laser hits her in the ass, and that, that like creates a little burn mark. But the other lasers that hit her do nothing, except for the laser that hits her in the back of the head. Now she's screaming, heading back to the Furniture King. And everyone goes up to the window and sees the last laser hit her in the head. And this is the best kill of the movie. It is. When her head explodes. Blood everywhere. That was, a, that was, a, that, that was easily the best kill. Because otherwise, I was pretty underwhelmed by a lot of the kills. Yeah, it was just a little bit of blood on the neck and, yeah. and people falling over. So now, so all three bots are out now. Yes. So we have, you know, bots on level one, two, and three. So now they, uh, they decide to trap themselves in the back office. Okay, yes. Cause, so Killbot one and two smash into the front of the store right. after they kill Leslie. Right. Um, Killbot two comes up to assist number one. They bust in there, start shooting lasers around, and then they go, yeah, they go into the back right. office. They barricade themselves in the storeroom. And, and at this point, the mall is sealed shut. Yeah, the security gates all close, and uh, Ferdy finds out that the phones are dead. Well, I mean, at least the Furniture King right. phone. I believe that's the only phone they try in the movie. I, I, I so. would imagine all the phones are dead. Yeah, I think so. All right, so now the Killbots are trying to get into the, the storeroom. So the guys decide that they can try to make it through the air ducts down to the parking levels. There's like six levels to the, the whole mall. Right. The top three are protected by the protectors. And supposedly the parking garage levels are off limits. and They'll be able to at least phone someone or get in a car and escape right. that way. Right. So now they go. So they go through the vents. The guys split up. The girls split up. So the girls end up in this um, auto parts store, type or some sort well, of. Let's, well, let's, let's, hard, let, let's pump the brakes a little bit here. So the killbots bust into the office area after the girls get up into the air ducts. The guys close the air ducts and they bounce out into the the. The catacomb areas, the, like the back hallway behind them all, and they run that way to try to distract the killbots to chase them. So now, as the girls are going through the air ducts, the heat is being turned up. Right. And the air ducts are like, it's all metal, so it's getting increasingly hot. And Susie starts freaking out how it's too hot. Allison shows her cool head and tells them all to wrap their hands up with whatever clothing they can, right. Susie ends up being the one that makes them come out of the air ducts. Who, I mean, this was a movie I hadn't seen a long time ago. So uh, me knowing Barbara Crampton, I was a little, I was like, what? She's not the, 
she's not the hero here. She's right. freaking out. Oh man! So so yeah. So that was kind of cool to see. So they end up going out to the auto parts store where the guys are going to Peck and Paws, Peck the and sporting Peck. goods store. Sporting goods stores where apparently you could just randomly just pick up an AR-15. Like back in the day. Back in the day at the mall, yeah, yeah, yeah all sorts just, of guys. It was just fine. You could probably get that at like Herman's Sporting Goods, like you know, around us. You know, they're just picking up this heavy artillery kind of kind of stuff. Uh, so they they get that, and then the girls start making these giant, basically, like, you know, big Molotov cocktail things out of gas cans. Which kids at home don't do. That. Don't play with fire. But that's not how you make a Molotov cocktail. A Molotov cocktail only works if it's in a breakable container. That's what spreads the fire. Right. But they're just using, you know, gas cans. Yeah, they Which, also, I know, watching movies, you got to suspend your disbelief. But you can't go and buy a gas tank that's already full of gasoline. Maybe, this is the 80s, who knows? That was, that was a whole century ago. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're, they're making those Molotov cocktail type of things. The guys are all stocking up because they plan to give those fuckers a ramble, Graham. And also, <laughs> one of the things, things that made me laugh is as the guys were you know, getting ready, uh, I forget who said it to who, but it says, if we get out of here, you owe me a six-pack. Okay, that's not what he said. That's what I have. So the guy goes, randomly, as they're setting, that's when they're setting up the alibi the elevator trap. It's, a, it's actually a little bit ahead. But he goes, Greg goes, hey man, how much do I owe you for the beer? Because if you're getting chased by killer robots, of course, the, what you're thinking about, you know, priorities. You owe your buddy a couple bucks and you want to know how, how much you owe him. And he goes, hey man, don't worry about it. Get out of here. Then he says that. Yeah. So you're in a life-threatening situation. Hey, buddy, how much do I owe you for the beer? <laughs> so, it's like, well, if we get out of this, you owe me a six-pack. Yeah, so the, when they come out of Peck and Paws, there's actually a really cool shot of the three guys all armed up yeah. and, uh, you know, carrying the propane tank. And that's when they uh, they really just battle it out with Protector 1. They shoot the, uh, the AR-15 one shot into the, the air to get his attention. Protector 1 comes almost right away. Greg even mentions like how fast the response time was. And they just light him up. And it's not affecting him at all. Uh, and then they, because they, they threw what was it they had on like a propane tank. Yeah, they threw the propane they threw the tank, propane tank out, shot it. And then it, shot it. He explodes and basically he, it, he falls over. Right. Yeah. He doesn't explode. He just, he just falls over. But they, they believe that that is where they, uh, they kill him. The girls are still making their Molotov cocktails and it shows a shot of Allison I made a note saying that she was making a booby trap yes because she randomly sees a flare and they zoom in on the flare and she grabs the flare and she's like huh where do I do with this so she puts it in her bra so obviously I was like well that's important um, so now the guys figure propane is the way to go they're, they're all Hank Hill on these robots propane and propane, propane accessories. accessories so they start rigging an elevator with propane they're going to try to trick one of the killbots into there and, and uh, blow it up this is when we actually find out that the propane really didn't have an effect yeah. on the the other killbot even though it was 
bleeding robot blood. It was oil leaking out of the robot. And, oh my God, what is that? And uh, Rick goes, well, it's robot blood, man. <laughs> so we see the Protector 1 props himself up. He's got like some kind of like weird stick that comes out of his, his ass and it, it uprights him. So he's fine. He's, he's, he's fine. How much do I owe you for the beer? Forget it. We get out of here. You owe me a six pack. You were half right. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right. So as they're setting up that bomb, now they're aware that the girls did not make it to the parking levels because Susie is screaming because she is under the impression Greg needs help. I don't know why, but she was just she was just in panic mode. So she's freaking out. She's screaming. And one of the protectors, I believe it's Protector 2, comes up and lasers her in the, in the leg. Right in the, and she's, in the calf. And she falls over. She's carrying one of those uh, gas can Molotov things that they were, they were this, attempting this to was, do. This was killing me because she just, she just lays there. She, she just lays there. She just doesn't try to move. And, and I, I get it. You're in shock. Whatever. But it's like you see, you're about to die. I, I feel like you would do more than just scream and just lay on the floor and scream. And, and just... get lit ablaze. Yes. She's... That Molotov cocktail does not work as it intended. And she just is com- she's completely yeah. engulfed in flames. And she starts running around, and, and she she dies. That was, yeah. that was actually my second favorite death yeah. of, of the movie. So, obviously, Greg is upset. He's very, very upset. But so then, I believe they, they try to, um, to lure them into the elevator. Yes, and this trap works. It does. This is actually the first confirmed kill of the kill bots. Although, I love... I say love in quotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the elevator falls. I love the pyro the, like, that they have going on. It's like little fireworks. That, yeah. That, <laughs> as the elevator goes down. And it's like freaking 4th of July. Because I'm pretty sure if an elevator just like kind of fell, like you probably wouldn't see anything. No. It was it was definitely dramatic. It was It dramatic. was good. But it, it was good to see that they actually did kill one of the right. kill bots. Um, so now we're all hiding back out in Luigi's restaurant. This is, this is where I noticed the Lost Empire. Um, the, yeah, the close-up of the poster. Yeah. So we're all hiding out in the restaurant, and this really bugged me. Linda is concerned that they owe eighty-five years worth of damage on the because of all the you yeah. know property destruction. Now, if I'm stuck in a mall, even if I was there, let's say illegally or whatever and I'm causing damage to property I'm sorry but I don't give a fuck because their security robots have killed my friends and are trying to kill me I'm sure that's a lawsuit that, that, that's a lawsuit like waiting to I will pull a Stranger Things Part 3 and I will blow up that whole goddamn mall and I'm not gonna pay one year one year worth of damage so, how many tune-ups is that? And, and like she's sitting there with a the calculator, and she's like, "It's it's like millions." Yeah. She says like millions of tune-ups. So he's like, 
fuck, I guess we're not retiring anytime soon. The the weird things that these characters say, like, how much do I owe you for the beer? I owe these people money for the property damage. We broke glass. We broke glass. They shot your friend in the head. They exploded your friend's head. Okay, new plan. Let's shut down the master computer. Finally, some actual thought of things that matter. How do we shut down these killbots? Because clearly blowing them up is very fucking hard. Right. So, so I go out, and uh, I believe this was it, um, Greg, that was thrown off the. He was thrown off the balcony. Yes. So Greg is obviously very upset about uh, his girlfriend Susie's death. He's kind of flipping out on Allison. Why didn't you guys? stick with the plan and go to the parking garage. She's like, well, it was Susie was kind of acting like a fucking crazy ass. She, you know, was way more diplomatic than that. Um, But she tried stating that, you know, she thought you were in trouble. She wanted to help you. So he's flipping out on her. Then he goes out and he's just like, I'm just going to fight these robots. Just going to fight them. Let's, Let's just fight. Come on. Meet me in the parking lot after school, bro. Let's go. Let's go. And that doesn't work out for him. And he ends up getting tossed over the third floor. The th- yeah, the third level. Yeah, yeah. and you go all the way. To- oh, see you later, bro. I believe this is the stunt that the director tried. before. It was either this stunt or when, uh, when Rick jumped from the elevator onto one of the, the platforms. Yeah. So one of these stunts, the... Uh, director did himself to show it could be done safely and whatnot. He ended up breaking a rib and not telling anyone because he wanted to prove <laughs> that it was so safe. safe. It's safe. It's no big deal. So, the, yeah, the stunt worked no problem. And then later he's like, yeah, I broke a rib. What you doing? <laughs> Sorry. Well, he's also not a stunt person. He's not a stunt person. He should... I don't know what... Who would let it, the director do that type of shit? This yeah. is the 80s. It was a different time. <laughs> they go back... Do they go They go back to the they, furniture? They, they go back to a, a different store. I'm, different I'm not sure... I, I'm not sure which store it was at this point. But the, the gates come down. They try to they try to get in and close the bots out. And that's where they pull out the, the, the lasers again to cut through. Right. The la- they, they start using the lasers to, to cut through the debris... Right. Of the gate. Which seemed to, to take them a very long time. Cause, yes, one cause, laser can blow up someone's head, but to to cut through this door, it takes, it, it took like to, a half hour. It, it seemed to take longer than that, because they were, they were sitting there Because they, they were, were sitting talking. there talking. Some of them started falling asleep, right. and then they heard that the, made, the robots it, enter. That made it feel like it was, it was at least like an hour. So if it's going to take that long to cut through debris... Might need to invest in better lasers. Yes, it's time to get better technology. So they're in the store. I think it must have been uh, Leslie's dad's store. Oh yes, okay. Because they had all the uh, the mannequins. Right. So like, oh, we got an idea. Let's let's set up some decoys, and behind all the mannequins, so they're hiding amongst the mannequins with a bunch of mirrors set up behind there. So. One of the protectors, I believe it's Protector 1 again, is coming up and he's just shooting at everything. 
because he's not sure which is a person right. and which is a mannequin. Because right. no one's showing him their badge like they're supposed to. Show me your badge. I don't know which one to shoot. Um, he shoots the mirror. The laser bounces back, yes, as lasers do when they hit mirrors, and uh, electrifies him. Now he's covered in, in electricity. And he's shooting lasers randomly now. He's, he's just, just kind of spinning in a circle. He's spinning around, shooting lasers. Linda gets hit in the stomach. Which well, she doesn't go away. She just sits there and watches as they pretty, randomly, like... She, yeah, she kind of deserved to get shot in the stomach at that point. But it burns me that her getting shot in the stomach immediately killed her. That, that's, not how, that's not how it works. No. But Rick freaks out. And <laughs> it, like, what was he driving? Like a little like <laughs> golf cart or something? At this it was. Point. I, like, where did that come from? And he basically kamikazes himself yeah, into sick. the killbot, elect- <laughs> electrocutes himself, himself, but ends up blowing up the killbot. Right. So, so now we have two down. So we're down to Ferdy and Allison. Ferdy and Allison. Now they're going back to the plan they set off to find the computer. Yeah. And the best way to do that? Hey, let's split up. That always works for people in movies like this. And, you know, Freddy had the right... He's like, we should split up. And he, he just goes... Are you fucking oh, nuts? What, you, know, what, you know, why not? Well, let me list the ways. Yeah, they, so, they had a funny, funny chemistry. Yeah, it was. So, um... So she ends up they, getting cornered. She ends it, up getting it, cornered. It, it took like a minute. Right. And he... And so he comes over to try to create a distraction. He picks up, you know some sort of like a tank whatever and throws it at him and he gets hit in the chest well first I like to point out that he shoots the bot point blank oh yeah in nothing the happens nothing no, happens it did well, remember he shot him right in the, the red laser thing and it actually said laser malfunction so now we can't shoot lasers anymore um, but then then Freddy he tosses the fire extinguisher at the bot and it gets thrown back at him and that's what knocks him over. Knocks him and over. And he gets knocked unconscious and, and he a big bangs pool his of, head. Big pool of blood behind yeah, him. He bangs his head and, and just blood is everywhere. So, so I'm, I'm writing, I, I write this, so I'm like, Ferdy dies? Like, question mark? I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's not dead. Also made a note of that. It was like, he's definitely unconscious and bleeding a lot, but it doesn't right. seem like he's dead. Right. So then Al- Allison, you know, you know, takes off. She goes into like a pet store. Yeah. The creepiest pets of all time. It's like all spiders and snakes. Right. So, so then there, there, there was one scene. It was it was hilarious because if they didn't do this on purpose, I can't imagine how like they didn't do this on purpose. So there's a box off to the right. It was like a um, like a starter kit for like a cockatiel. Oh, and it just but all they all it all said it showed was, was cock. cock. And, and the, the kids, the kid's face is just like so excited. <laughs> and so I'm watching, and all I see is this box off to the right. It just continually just says "cock." I was waiting for it to show the whole box too, because I was like, "Huh, that seems like an odd, odd choice right there." So yeah, there's no way that wasn't done on purpose. Yeah. So the bot looks for her in the store, can't find her. But does make a big mess. So now there are spiders and snakes crawling all over her, and she's trying to be quiet, hiding. Which imagine trying to. Act, I mean, I don't know if the, that was a real like tarantulas or not. They they were. It was a mix. Was so a mix. it 
it showed them actually crawling on her. Those were alive. Yeah. But then when she stands up, you just kind of see like they're like little like right. they're they're fake and they just fall right off. Right. So it was a mix. So she ends up successfully hiding from the bot. But then when Sabat leaves, she's like, well, hiding seemed to work. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave the store. I don't know why they, she just couldn't just stick it out. Yeah. But no. So she goes out back into the mall proper. And then the robot comes back and she jumps over like the balcony. And she's like hanging. Now she's hiding there using all her upper body strength to, uh, to hang in there. Like that cat from that famous poster. And there was like a like a tent or something hanging like below that she was kind of hoping to fall into. I've always wondered about like when we were at the mall and like you know how they like have the big inflatable like snow globes. Yeah. And like we'd be all on the second floor. I always wondered like how bad would it hurt if I jump from here and <laughs> land in that? Well, she got to find out. She falls from the second floor to the canopy, and uh, then she remembers about her booby trap. She pulls out the flare. And literally breaks into a paint store. <sighs> this is where she ran through the glass. Yes. I say she jumped into it, kind of. Maybe there was a little more okay. momentum, I think. I, I, I wrote this. This is the, the greatest breakthrough glass ever. It did kind of seem that... The second she touched the glass, it just it exploded. exploded. <laughs> it exploded. <laughs> and it, it, it was a. It might have been a brisk walk through the glass. Yeah. So now at this point, she Jackson Pollocks the place. <laughs> she's she's just opening paint cans and she's just dumping paint yep. everywhere. And then she gets a little bit of paint thinner. She's like, "Hey, protector, killbot, I'm over here." Kind of type of thing. Lures the protector in there. And then throws the flare in, and she she has to say it. You gotta say it before you kill. You have to say something funny. And she goes, thank, thank you. you. Have a nice day. Throws in the flare, and it's the biggest explosion of the movie because that's how pain, pain uh, ignites. So we've killed the final kill bot. And Ferdy... Says, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Hey! He's got a, a roll of Charmin to his dome. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a, it's a what are you going to do? You're, you, you know, that's a good enough bandage. I'm sure there's no first aid kits in the whole mall. But how convenient of him to like, kind of miss out on everything. Yeah, he missed out on the, the actual having to fight. I think he was, I think he was uh, kind of possuming there. He might have. He got hit by that fire extinguisher <laughs> and he's like, Fuck this shit, man. <laughs> I just met this chick. I'm just going to pretend I'm dead. And then like 6 a.m. rolls around, I'm out of here. But then he's like, oh, she she killed the bot. Well, maybe I could still get laid. Or at least watch the end of the movie. So here we are. And then when, uh, so they get, they have their little uh, happily ever after. And the credits roll. Yes. Now, your thoughts on the after credit scene. It shows one of the killbots again. Thank you. Have a nice day. Was that just a joke, or is that like, uh, hey, maybe one of them didn't die? Maybe they're gonna come back, kill some more. I, I think there was a possible. Maybe at the time they thought they they might have come back with a second movie, and it just never happened. So was this killbot Thor? 
Could have been. Was there another bot somewhere that we didn't know I, about? I think, I think there was a hidden bot. Because Killbot 1 and 2 were in the majority of the movie, and in, not until they were dead did Killbot 3 start coming after them. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I think there, 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 there had to have been plans for maybe a second one. Now, are these sentient beings? Have you come to a conclusion? I'm thinking they're either controlled by something. They definitely had a plan. Right. And they were plotting. It's not just like lightning made them go berserk and they were acting abnormally. You you, you, you would, like most times when lightning or electricity shorts out, they just don't work. But all of a sudden they get struck by lightning and now... They they turned into the fantastic... Three. Right. (laughs) Instead of getting cancer, you get superpowers. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, That that could have been something they thought of. But, um, I mean, it could have been nothing, too. It could have been just like the, you know, uh, we're not not all dead yet. I mean, I literally just think it was a fun, like, way to end the movie. Just because of their, thank you, have a nice day. It's like kind of a nice nice send-off. But, um, yeah, there, there was a sequel. In the works, or, you know, not in the works, but they were planning it. But apparently the movie didn't do too great at the box office, so that was kind of shut down. But uh, overall, I mean, I, I thought the kills were kind of, eh. Kills were okay. I liked uh, Greg getting tossed obviously, three stories down. That was pretty cool. Obviously, you know, Leslie getting her head blown up. That was phenomenal. I cannot speak highly enough of heads exploding. Other than that, I mean, they were okay. The kills, kills were okay. The movie was fun. Barbara Crampton getting lit on fire was pretty awesome. Barbara Crampton getting naked was awesome. I would say super awesome. I'm giving it a brain just for that. That's one. Yeah. What, what, what do you rate in the movie? Um, I gotta give it. I mean, it was, it was fun. It, it, it whacked in some places. I'm gonna go with three and a half. Three and a half brains. Mm. I was thinking three and a half. But after discussing it again, I I'm only gonna give it three. Three. I would say three brains. Mm. It's a good movie. It's fun. It it's fun. It, it's it's fun for you know, just something to you know put on during you know Halloween season or just if you're bored, just looking for something to. It's entertaining, but right. it lacks explanation. And the deaths could have been cooler. Right. I mean, everyone in the movie well, was awesome. We also awesome. don't know, we also don't know what their what their budget was either. I mean, what are it they going to do? It for- was uh, Roger Corman produced it, so, so it couldn't have been much yeah. because he's the big believer in you don't need money to make a good movie. Right. My uh, note here literally says Roger Corman, producer, low budget, at least three girls need to get naked. <laughs> <laughs> so there was actually, oh God, I have to, find, of course, oh, my phone's going to work here. So I went to look up to see, like, what else, like, what else he did. Who? If it was, if it was Roger Corman, if it was, um... Winorski? Winorski. So Winorski, who also did Lost Empire, also did, I mean, he also did, like, these, like, kids' movies, like, Doggone Adventure. Yeah. Not familiar with that. He also directed a porn, apparently. As we all do. Because it's called The Devil Wears Nada. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it looks like he did a lot of smutty stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, Roger Corman, he's done tons of stuff, too. Piranha. 
my favorite Probably Roger straight. Corman movie. So I think that brings us to... Horror Babe of the Month. It is, it is babe. babe, isn't it? <laughs> All right, so this month, our Horror Babe is Barbara Crampton, Scream Queen. Yes. Um, probably most notably from Reanimator. Of course. Amazing, even to this day, still amazing looking. Aged very well. And uh, she's still cranking out the movies, I actually believe. Yeah, she's got some new stuff coming out. She's producing a rethought version of Chopping Mall. Really? Where the Killbots had, I believe, some kind of supernatural cause of the kills instead of lightning strikes. Right. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. So, yeah. So, she's not only a scream queen, but now she's a scream producer. Yeah. She, I mean, obviously, you know her from a lot of movies. Castle Freak, You're Next, We Are Still Here. You're Next was awesome. Played. I haven't seen it yet. She played a cameo in the original Puppet Master and was in the new Puppet Master, Puppet The Littlest awesome. Reich. Did you see that? I haven't seen that one. I saw the original Puppet it's Master. It's hilarious. You have to see it. It's It's funny. Puppet Master is one of my favorites. And I guess if we're talking about her as Horror Babe, we have to mention December 1986, same year that Chopping Mall came out. She had a uh, little photo shoot called Simply Beastly. Behind every successful monster, there's a woman. Featured in Playboy. Fun fact. Yes. All right. So we'll get back to you next month. We'll have a little tangent episode and we'll tease you with what our film feature of the month may be also something if um if listeners have an idea if if they have an idea of a movie we are we welcome do. to suggestions absolutely maybe find a movie we haven't seen what movies haven't we seen i don't know suggest a couple and we'll figure it out absolutely follow us at fans of the dead one on twitter that's one the number one not o-n-e you can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podomatic. Subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Doesn't, hit doesn't like, take it. like, like, like. Review us, please. Come on. We want to hear some feedback. You can write to us. Reach out at fansofthedeadpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, have fun. Be safe. Peace. <laughs>